Chapter Thirty Seven of the Hidden Hand. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bridget. The Hidden Hand by E. D. E. N. Southworth. Chapter Thirty Seven. Cap's Return. Must I give way and room for your rash collar? Shall I be frightened when a madman stares? Go show your slaves how choleric you are, and make your bondsmen tremble. I'll not blench. Shakespeare. It happened that about sunrise that morning, Wool awoke in the cellar. And remembered that on the night previous his master had commanded him to sally forth in the storm and seek his young mistress, and had forbidden him, on pain of broken bones, to return without bringing her safe. Therefore, what did the honest soul do but steal out to the stables, saddle and mount a horse, and ride back to the house just as Mrs. Condiment had come out into the poultry yard to get eggs for breakfast? Mrs. Compliment, ma'am, I's been out all night in search of Miss Caterpillar without finding of her. Is she come back, ma'am? Lor, no, indeed, Wool. I'm very anxious, and the major is taking on dreadful. But I hope she is safe in some house. But poor Wool, you must have had a dreadful time out all night in the storm looking for her. Awful, Mrs. Compliment, ma'am. Awful, said Wool. Indeed, I know you had, poor creature. Come in and get some warm breakfast, said the kind old lady. I daren't, Mrs. Compliment. Old Mars forbid me to show my face to him until I fotch Miss Caterpillar home safe," said Wool, turning his horse's head as if to go. In doing so, he saw Capitola galloping toward the house, and with an exclamation of joy, pointed her out to the old lady and rode on to meet her. "Oh, Miss Caterpillar, I's so glad I found you! I's done been out looking for you all night long," exclaimed Wool as he met her. Capitola pulled up her horse and surveyed the speaker with a comical expression, saying. Been out all night looking for me? Well, I must say you seem in a fine state of preservation for a man who has been exposed to the storm all night. You have not a wet thread on you, Lor, Miss. It rained till one o'clock, and then the wind riz and blowed till six and blowed me dry," said Wool, as he sprang off his horse and helped his young mistress to alight. Then, instead of taking the beasts to the stable, he tied them to the tree and hurried into the house. And upstairs to his master's room, to apprise him of the return of the lost sheep, Capitola. Old Hurricane was lying awake, tossing, groaning, and grumbling with anxiety. On seeing Wool enter, he deliberately raised up and seized a heavy iron candlestick, and held it ready to hurl at the head of that worthy, whom he thus addressed: "Ah, you have come, you atrocious villain! You know the conditions. If you have dared to show your face without bringing your young mistress." Please, Mars, I were out looking for her all night. Have you brought her? Thundered old Hurricane, rising up. Please, Mars, yes, sir. I done found her and brought her home safe. Send her up to me," said old Hurricane, sinking back with a sigh of infinite relief. Wool flew to do his bidding. In five minutes, Capitola entered her uncle's chamber. Now, old Hurricane had spent a night of almost intolerable anxiety upon his favorite's account, bewailing her danger and praying for her safety. But no sooner did he see her enter his chamber, safe and sound and smiling, than indignation quite mastered him, and jumping out of his bed in his nightgown, he made a dash straight at Capitola. Now, had Capitola run, there is little doubt but that, in the blindness of his fury, he would have caught and beat her then and there. But Cap saw him coming, drew up her tiny form, folded her arms, and looked him directly in the face. This stopped him. But like a mettlesome old horse, suddenly pulled up in full career, he stamped and reared and plunged with fury, and foamed and spluttered and stuttered before he could get words out. What do you mean, you vixen, by standing there and popping your great eyes out at me? Are you going to bite me, you tigress? 
"'What do you mean by facing me at all?' he roared, shaking his fist within an inch of Capitola's little pug nose. "'I am here because you sent for me, sir,' was Cap's unanswerable rejoinder. "'Here because I sent for you? Humph! 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 And come dancing and smiling into my room, as if you had not kept me awake all the live-long night. Yes, driven me within an inch of brain fever.' Not that I cared for you, you limb of old Nick, not that I cared for you, except to wish with all my heart and soul that something or other had happened to you, you vagrant. Where did you spend the night, you lunatic? At the old hidden house, where I went to make a call on my new neighbor, Miss Day, and where I was caught in the storm. I wish to heaven you had been caught in a man-trap, and had all your limbs broken, you, you, you. Oh, ejaculated old Hurricane, turning short, and trotting up and down the room. Presently— he stopped before Capitola, and wrapping his cane upon the floor, demanded, "'Who did you see at that accursed place, you, you infatuated maniac?' "'Miss Day, Mr. Lenore, Mrs. Knight, and manservant, name unknown,' coolly replied Cap. "'And the head demon, where was he?' "'Uncle, if by the head demon you mean old Nick, I think it quite likely, from present appearances, that he passed the night at Hurricane Hall.' "'I mean Colonel Lenore,' exclaimed old Hurricane, as if the name choked him. "'Oh, I understood that he had that day left home.' "'Umph! Oh, ah, that accounts for it, that accounts for it,' muttered old Hurricane to himself. Then, seeing that Cap was wistfully regarding his face, and attending to his muttered phrases, he broke out upon her with, "'Get out of this, this, this—he meant to say, get out of this house.' but a short instinct warned him that if he should speak thus, Capitola, unlike the other members of his household, would take him at his word. "'Get out of this room, you vagabond!' he vociferated. And Cap, with a curtsy and a kiss of her hand, danced away. Old Hurricane stamped up and down the floor, gesticulating like a demoniac, and vociferating, "'She'll get herself burked, kidnapped, murdered, or what not. I'm sure she will. I know it. I feel it. It's no use to order her not to go.' She will be sure to disobey, and go ten times as often for the very reason that she was forbidden. What the demon shall I do? Wool! Wool, you brimstone villain! Come here, he roared, going to the bell-rope and pulling it until he broke it down. Wool ran in with his hair bristling, his teeth chattering, and his eyes starting. Come here to me, you varlet! Now listen. You are to keep a sharp lookout after your young mistress. Whenever she rides abroad, you are to mount a horse and ride after her, and keep your eyes open, for if you once lose sight of her, you knave, do you know what I shall do to you, eh? No, Mars, stammered Wool, pale with apprehension. I should cut your eyelids off to improve your vision. Look to it, sir, for I shall keep my word. And now come and help me to dress, concluded old Hurricane. Wool, with chattering teeth, shaking knees, and trembling fingers, assisted his master in his morning toilet, meditating the while whether it were not better to avoid impending dangers by running away. And, in fact, between his master and his mistress, Wool had a hot time of it. The weather, after the storm had cleared the atmosphere, was delightful, and Cap rode out that very day. Poor Wool kept his eyeballs metaphorically skinned, for fear they should be treated literally so, held his eyes wide open, lest old Hurricane should keep his word, and make it impossible for him ever to shut them. When Cap stole out, mounted her horse and rode away. In five minutes from the moment of starting, she heard a horse's hoofs behind her, and presently saw Wool gallop to her side. At first Cap bore this good-humouredly enough, only saying, "'Go home, Wool. I don't want you. I had much rather ride alone.' To which the groom replied, "'It is old Mars's orders, miss, as I should wait on you.' 
Capitola's spirit rebelled against this, and suddenly turning upon her attendant, she indignantly exclaimed, "'Wool, I don't want you, sir. I insist upon being left alone, and I order you to go home, sir.' Upon this Wool burst into tears and roared. Much surprised, Capitola inquired of him what the matter was. For some time Wool could only reply by sobbing, but when he was able to articulate, he blubbered forth, "'It's enough to make anybody go put his head under a meat-axe, so it is.' "'What is the matter, Wool?' again inquired Capitola. "'How'd you like to have your eyelids cut off?' howled Wool, indignantly. "'What?' inquired Capitola. "'Yes, I ax as how you'd like to have your eyelids cut off. "'Case that's what old Mars threatens to do long o' me, "'if I don't foller arter you and keep you in sight. "'And now you forbids of me to do it, "'and, and, and I'll go and put my neck right underneath a meat-axe.' Now Cap was really kind-hearted, and well knowing the despotic temper of her guardian, she pitied Wool, and after a little hesitation she said, "'Wool, so your old master says if you don't keep your eyes on me, he'll cut your eyelids off?' "'Yeah, yeah, yes, miss,' sobbed Wool. "'Did he say if you didn't listen to me he'd cut your ears off?' "'No, no, miss.' "'Did he swear if you didn't talk to me he'd cut your tongue out?' N "'No, miss.' "'Well, now, stop howling and listen to me.' Since, at the peril of your eyelids, you are obliged to keep me in sight, I give you leave to ride just within view of me, but no nearer, and you are never to let me see or hear you, if you can help it, for I like to be alone. I'll do anything in this world for peace, Miss Caterpillar, said poor Wool, and upon this basis the affair was finally settled, and no doubt Capitola owed much of her personal safety to the fact that Wool kept his eyes open. While these scenes were going on at Hurricane Hall, Momentous events were taking place elsewhere, which require another chapter for their development. End of chapter 37